All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Can you see Right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser in with a shot. He scores. Moments notice. It only to the line. Hughes scores. You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I don't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in in Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello Canucks fans and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation brought to you, uh, we were brought to you by the great folks over at Montana's. We loved our time uh, with Montana's. Uh, that has since uh, ended, but uh, quick shout out Montana's. We we loved working oh, with them. Oh, Zephyr Epic though. A lot of time, a lot of time spent with Montana's. Uh, we have the giveaway to announce and we will, yeah. but we are now presented to you 
by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. Yep. Uh, Right to the top for the good folks at Z. That's right. Use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, uh, all one word. That will get you $5 off your order at Zephyr Epic. Uh, Free shipping on anything over $50 Canada-wide. Love it. I love it when we get a mix-up with the sponsors because you get into your groove and you're all grooving. Then we get a mix-up at the top. It makes for good audio off the top of the show watching you struggle. So that's where I'm at. You done? Because we got a lot to get to here. I'm good. Lots of stuff. Long weekend. There's lots to get to. But first, let's announce the winner because we we did give away a uh, a $100 gift card to Montana's. And shout out. I've seen this uh, account on Twitter often. So congratulations to at Raj Nuck on Twitter. Congratulations. You're the winner of a $100 gift card to Montana's. Get over there. Get some wings. Get some other stuff too. The wings and the ribs. Drink specials, everything. Enjoy that. Hundred bucks. Drive down. That's a no. That's no joke. That's a dinner. What and is it? Some. Highway ninety nine. What's the one that you used to take? Down, is that Highway uh, ninety nine? Yep. Yeah, you go down there and uh, it's then right you head there. over to Zephyr Epic. Oh, yeah. Montana. I, I, you know, I've done that trip actually, doubling down on both. Very nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tyler's asking. Let's you know right off or for, quickly before we get to the hockey stuff. Cause we got a lot of stuff. It seems like the Shen deal could happen at any second here. It might happen here live on the show, which would be cool uh, for us to chat about here. But uh, how was your long weekend? We didn't have a show yesterday on Monday. Long weekend. How did you, you do? It was great. It was fantastic. Well, I, uh, I, like I picked out my I picked out my puppy. We just did a Patreon. Mm. I talked about it for thirty five minutes. I've got it all out of my system. Yep. Uh, we picked our puppy uh, March fourth. I get him. That's when we're starting to do shows. I'll be from home exclusively. Then uh, mm. I'll bring him on the podcast. I'll bring him on the yeah. show when I no, get I'm him. Excited for that. He's a cute little dog. I'll tell you that. He's a good looking little dog. Yep. Going to be uh, very exciting. Patreon.com slash Canucks Convo, $5 and $10 tiers. Mm. Gets you all the bonus content. Uh, be sure to go check it out. Okay, quickly here. Let's go. Uh, Luke Shen. We'll get to the Artie party in a second. But okay. Luke Shen, right off the top. Again, uh, apologies to the folks on podcast because at this point, they've probably already traded Luke Shen for three first-round oh, picks. Damn. Uh, Luke Shen, this morning, Rick Dollywall of Donnie and Dolly, the team, uh, on Czech TV, reporting that... Uh, there had been no contract talks at this time between Shen and the Canucks. Remember, Chris, uh, about a week ago or two weeks ago, Shen's agent talked about how they hadn't really decided what was going to happen yet uh, and that basically putting the ball in Canucks management's court, uh, it does appear as though the Canucks are going to make that trade. Uh, as you kind of expected, they would. Um, you you got to get something for Shen. And again, we, we've talked about it before. Um Hankinson even brought up Shen's agent brought up the idea of Shen re-signing uh, in Vancouver after a trade. With yeah. that in mind, spends his summers in uh, Kelowna. He's one of those Kelowna gra- guys up there. He likes it over there. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Okay. This could happen at any second. And, and, for, and that's what I'm getting to. Good for everyone uh, on YouTube. Maybe not as good for people on the podcast. Yeah. For all of you on the live show right now, uh, Dolly Wall later reported minutes before the show went live here um, that Shen could be sitting out for trade related reasons. Sportsnet's Elliot Friedman uh, chimed in and said, yes, he will. Uh, Dolly Wall confirming uh, that Shen is on a plane to Vancouver, which made people think maybe this is baby related. Remember, folks, Shen's wife is due. Uh, I believe on the trade deadline day is oh, her due date. Tough. Um, here, yeah. So, so, yeah, so. The Canucks with that do, in mind, they want to do him right here. They got to try and make that as a, that's right as comfortable of a situation as it can be because it's going to be difficult. I got a little, I got a little off track, but yes. Uh, so Dollywall reported that it's trade related. It's not baby related. Uh, but technically, if you really think about it, and this is just me speculating, this isn't a report. 
It's probably both. Like, you just oh, brought yeah. up the Canucks doing right by him. If he's sitting out for trade-related reasons, he's probably thinking, well, you're obviously going to trade me, so let me go be with my wife right now and sure. at least make the move as seamless as possible. Like, you know, they probably got to pack some stuff, right? They gotta, they, they're going to have a lot on their plate. Um, so, I, I, again, uh, I'm not sure, but... To me, this kind of shows me something like, okay, maybe the Canucks are just trying to do right by him because obviously uh, something is in the works here. Yep, sounds like uh, it could happen at any second. So uh, we'll, we'll keep you posted on the Luke Shen thing. We'll keep that going. Uh, other stuff on the show. We're going to talk Archer Seelaws off the top. Ian McIntyre is going to join us in about 10 minutes time here. Uh, he's down in Nashville right now with the Canucks, so we'll chat with Ian. I know he's, he's been chomping at the bit to get on this show. He wanted on last week, but timeline didn't end up working out. Uh, so Ian's going to join us, uh, yeah, 10 minutes time here. We'll get him on the show as well as some odds and ends. We'll hear from Atu Ratu as well. Things aren't going great for him in the AHL quads. I'll tell you that. They are not going great for Ati Ratu in Abbotsford. He's going to work his way through it, I think, though. We'll get to that later on the show. But off the top, let's do it. Turn it up. Turn it up. What time is it? It's time for an arty party. Quads, Archer Seelovs picking up his first NHL win Saturday against the Philadelphia Flyers. I was in attendance in the crowd. A couple of beers. Good stuff. You were at home celebrating. Cranking this right up to the to the tens. Your already party over there. Archer Seelaw is getting his first win on Saturday. Yeah, uh, Colin Delia is going to be in that tonight as the Canucks face off against the Predators. But let's uh, let's break it down, man. Thirty five saves on thirty seven shots. Not a great team that Philadelphia has there. But I tell you what, no matter what, thirty seven shots in the NHL. That's something that Archer Seelovs. That was the toughest challenge of his hockey career. I'd have to say facing thirty seven shots from NHLers. And he very much passed that test in front of him, stopping 35 of those 37 shots, getting that win. I know you're excited about the kid. You like what he's been doing. Uh, sorry, people in the comments. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about Seelaws. I know you just hyped me up. I'm oh, sorry. I got I got to talk about this because this is, this is interesting from our chat, and I want to interact with the chat. Tyler uh, in the chat guessed, my guess is it's too late for his wife to fly, so he's getting traded to Calgary so that they can drive there. Uh, people in Calgary, we've got some listeners, Nux for Life Boy uh, yep. from Calgary, said, drive safe, we just got a foot of snow. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, Nirav well, also says Nux fans there. in Calgary, there's a lot of them, so they'll be excited too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so hopefully, like, we'll and see what happens. Team, listen, that's an absolute Shen destination, right? Yes. You know, you got Sutter there as the coach. That's obviously a great connection there. He's talked about him believing that Luke Shen should be a captain in the NHL. He really likes the guy. If Sutter's saying the word, if, if Sutter, if their head coach has any say in who they're trading for, Luke Shen's probably near the top of what the Flames are looking for. And the Flames, they're, they're spilling out this season, man. They've been uh, what do you in Mario Kart when you hit the banana you what do you spin out? Yep, that's what the Flames are doing right now. It's a Mario Kart spin out here, so they need to they need something. And I think man, Luke Shen is a lot for a locker room, a lot of good for a locker room. Absolutely. He's going to really help that team, uh, and that team feels a little lost, right? Like this season feels a little lost for the for the Flames. They're not getting goaltending. They've obviously made that huge trade in the offseason, moving on from Kachuk. Like it's it's been a a turbulent year. And that's not even my word of the day. That's just a great use of turbulent. It's been that kind of season for the Flames up to this point. So it makes a lot of sense for that to be the destination. And with this whole flying back thing, I think uh, I think our chat's on to something here. Could, yeah, we'll could be Calgary. We're keeping we're keeping the Twitter notifications flush. And if anybody sees it in the chat, blow it up. I'm not going to tweet this. Yeah, but I got a, I just got a text from someone in Calgary um, that just said, "Yeah, I'm I'm hearing it could be Calgary." Mm. I, I'm not going to tweet it. It's not a report. 
Nobody tweet this. People are going to start tweeting it. Yeah, here you so go. It's just someone from Calgary uh, just saying. Hey, just, just a talk. buddy on the street, eh? Yeah, exactly. My uncle's just, over there yeah, in Calgary. Just, just I'll my ask uncle. him, too. What's, yeah. what's he saying? Yeah. Uh, Let's not reporting that. You, you Nobody tweet talk. that. Live show only. Yeah, I know. We'll Here's the thing. Get to uh, get to your Seelofs thing. I just set you yeah, up for you 35 saves, buddy, and you a did. win. His and first I apologize. NHL win. We should also mention Ian McIntyre Sportsnet going to join us shortly here. You haven't even... I said that already. Okay, Where well, have you been? Look, man. I'm you're texting your, your uncle George in, in freaking Calgary. He's texting you. Yeah, I'm feeling like it's Calgary. And you're like, report it, report it, report it. <laughs> okay. Can I get to the arty party, who's, please? Who's your source? Trust my uncle, bro. <laughs> okay. The arty, arty party. party. Okay. Uh, real quick. Don't, don't play the music. All right. All right. Quick, quick and dirty there with the arty party music. As uh, it always is. Good, good little, uh, not debut, but follow up to mm. the debut for Archer Seelovs. And I t- put this in the instant reaction, but folks, where is the, how could the Canucks do this to Archer Seelovs crowd oh, now? There we go. Yep, Holy cow. I, I've never seen, I have never seen the amount of outrage that I saw over, oh, they're going to do him just like DiPietro. This is going to, this is going to harm him horribly. Okay. The thing that really hurt Mikey DiPietro, I, I admit, playing at 19 years old out of the CHL on an emergency basis, that wasn't great. That wasn't great for him. Not Obviously ideal. not, but you know what affected him a lot more? Not playing for a year on the taxi squad. Bingo. And Archer Seelovs was loaned to the Manitoba Moose that season and played one game. Mm-hmm. That affected him more. If you're worried about Seelovs' development, go look at that year. Don't look at them, you know, giving him an NHL debut after he lights the AHL on fire over his last five games, 956 save percentage, as we point out every time we bring him up. Yep. A couple shutouts in there as well for Seelovs. Look, the rewarding good play makes his debut against the Rangers. Uh, he said himself that he felt more confident in the Flyers game after playing in the Rangers game, as you may have assumed would be the case. Um, so again, like, with with Artie, I, I got not much else to say, Chris. It was an Artie party. Uh, the thing that I've seen from him that I really like is, you know, people people like to, you know, point out all the flaws and everything. The thing with Seelovs and the thing that I've liked since his draft year is just that he shows promise, right? Oh, like yeah. In his draft year, the way he's able to move when he's locked in low and wide, that shows a lot of promise. That's like a lot of raw talent that a lot of goaltenders just can't do. Like that's that's athleticism that a lot of goaltenders don't have. The way he seals off the bottom of the net, is able to move around, keep his legs flush to I the ice. I want to get to that. And uh, by the way, good comment here from Nux for Life. Boy, this is real valuable experience for Seelovs. No pressure. That's that's bang on. And here's the thing that I was really impressed with. And I, I've been, how long have I been saying this? The kid is extremely athletic, okay? He is a great maker of saves. He's not a tremendous goaltender just yet, but he can make say. I am so impressed when he is going from side to side in the crease and really having to sprawl out, do the splits, all that stuff. Like the, that part of his game, I do not worry about him just being athletic enough to be in the NHL. No worries about that. It's about tightening up those things. And that's kind of the, the main thing that I want to see improve over the next little bit of a year here went before. I think he's actually going to be like a regular in the NHL is can he work on tightening up and just being able to be ready for NHL shots, not be beat under the arm, not be beat above the glove, those type of little things like that. If he can work on some of those technical sides of goaltending, he's got all the other parts figured out. Like he does at 21, he has got great flexibility, great willingness to attack shooters. He's got a lot of things going for him right now, just needs to tighten up those mechanical things. And I really think you're, you're looking at something here. 
Yeah, absolutely. And again, like like you pointed out, and I keep saying it again, I'm working on it, folks. I'm I know. You're, it. Well, it feels like you're getting worse at it now that you bring it up. Well, I've said it a few times today okay. already, and I am working on it. But when I say it, it's because I've said this in the past before. Right. Regular listeners of the show know I've talked about uh, Archer Seelovs a lot. I feel like a lot of people are aware of that now. But with Seelovs, yeah. I just want to mention it again. Like, the promise that he shows follows him at every step of his development, yeah, right? Like... The work ethic, the work ethic is really, really great with this kid. He gets again, it, man. I think he gets it. He gets this program that Ian Clark wants for him. Yeah, like, he does get it. It's, he gets it's a, it. It's not just the NHL stuff. He gets it, okay? He gets what he's supposed to do in the AHL. He is bought in to the Ian Clark system, and I tell you, you couldn't ask for anything else from a goaltender. He's oh, bought in. Absolutely. There, there's there's no denying that, right? And and the thing is, is with Seelovs, I threw this out on Canucks Talk with Drance, and we're going yeah, to get to Yeah, let me get to this. For, I will set you up for this. You give a genuflect to this kid because you think he should be starting games with Demko this year. Did I hear that right? Why you is that a hot take? I don't know. I th- I don't like that. Can someone critically think for more than two seconds before I, they start criticizing this take? No, here's what I'm like. I'm not, I'm not trying to pick on no, you. No, I've heard. <laughs> I listened to your hit. I, I listened to it, and I said, I don't know about that. I, there is so much more valuable time for him in the AHL and room to grow in the AHL than he is at the NHL level this season. Anyways, he's still so far ahead. You don't want him in the NHL getting, you know, lambasted every game. Like, I don't want him to, I don't want shots blowing up all over him in the NHL. I want to see him in the AHL, you know, having some games where he does only allow a goal or two and, and plays a good game in front of this team in the AHL gets on a little bit of a roll. Cause here's the thing that's going to happen in the NHL. He's not going to have the opportunity to really get on a roll. Absolutely, he is. My my no, take not is that you up. should not be putting Demko in in a in a starters role. You should be running these guys in a one. They should be splitting starts oh, for the rest no, of the year. Man. Demko went to practice, is shaking out his leg after facing a shot. What value do you have in starting Demko more than is absolutely necessary for him to gain his confidence back ahead of next year? He's, if he's down in the AHL, he's playing back to back. I'm not nights. talking he's about playing four games a week. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I don't have any problem with Demko not being like the main starter. I don't think. Demko should play more than half the rest of the games. I think Seelovs, my, my opinion, is I think that you can C-Lovs, rotate him in. Seelovs is gaining more value by starting games at the NHL level. If he does that down the stretch here in a 1A, 1B, and he's he's with mm, that it's Demko too team much, in mind. Man. He, no, it's not. You're you're talking about yeah. Let's get him to play back to back games. Let's get him all these games in the yeah. NHL. That's not too much. But starting in the NHL, he showed he's fine against Philadelphia. He was fine. He, he's more than capable. He's not nervous. The thing is, is everybody's putting all this on him, saying, oh, this is going to ruin his development. This is going to shake his confidence. You ask him, you, you were the one that talked to him about it. Yep. He doesn't give a crap. He's, he's learning a lot at the NHL level. That's all we've heard from him is he's learning a lot. Sure, he's learning a lot, but that's you know this is the time that we're at right now where he's getting these chances, having a lot of success. It's not going to be like that the full season. There's going to be some downtime in the how, NHL. How, much, I don't think, how many I think, games do you think are left in the season? What is it, 20-something-ish? Yeah, so if he picks up 10 more starts, you think that's bad? He's still not... He'll still be eligible to be a rookie. I don't know. I don't like that thought. I, I like the idea of rotating him in when you get a chance and there's a spot on the schedule you can pick it because you can do that now with Abbotsford. Yeah. But he should be focused on being a starter in the AHL. Being Ab- a starter absolutely. and getting that so, load. So, so I, I should I should say... And my, I, I would be fine. Like If if the AHL team only plays on a, like a week... Because this is going to happen. The, the schedule slows down in the AHL in the next couple months. They play just weekends sometimes. They won't be playing on the Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday like we've seen this week. That's when you get them in. You get them into a midweek game at home when Abbotsford's at home and Vancouver's at home, but you don't put him on the team and just let him back up the rest of the year because he's not going to get the opportunity. He's not going to get as many minutes, and I really think right now that's the most important thing. 
get him as many minutes. If he's down in the AHL and he's starting 20 of the last 20 games, like 20 of the last 25 games in the AHL, if he's starting that many games, oh man, like that's when you're really talking about him finding a groove. And he's talked about that to me out in the AHL too. When I'm out in Abbotsford, he's mentioned like when he's in his groove and he's not making big changes, when he's just doing small changes because he's in a groove, that's when he's making the most development. And you're seeing that in the AHL. When he's cruising and starting and playing and only tweaking little things with his goalie coach, that's when he's at his best. That's what I think you need to finish the season with. I think you need to finish the season with him splitting starts, and then next season you need to get him to the AHL. And there is when he's going to be starting a lot of games next season. And then the season after that, I see no reason why why Archer Silovs isn't ready to be at least you know where Thatcher Demko was in that first year when he had Braden Holpe uh, with him. I see no reason for that. But, uh, like, again, like we come back to it. Is iMac ready? I don't want to delay him and make him listen to this. Still waiting on iMac. Okay, good. Um, Okay, so quickly, um, you don't want to put him in a position where he goes back down to the AHL and then he plays all of the AHL next year. Like, getting NHL games is very valuable for a goaltender. And he's the one that's saying this. Like, I'm not just making this up. This is him saying it. And I think if you ask him what he'd like to do... I would say that he probably wants to play some NHL games down the stretch run here. Yeah. I don't know the Canucks plan. I haven't talked to Arturs about this. I haven't talked to anybody uh, in the organization about this. This is just me giving my take. I think there is a lot of value in this guy playing out the season at the NHL level. And then eventually uh, next season or hell, even late this season when Abbotsford goes to the playoffs, you send him down to the AHL. There's no harm in this. It's a it's a different thing though, man. You with goalies, you got to keep them in a groove a little bit though. That's so what I'm saying. So he's playing NHL games in my scenario. If if they if they're going to play Demko and let Seelov's play every, once every two or three weeks, then send him down because I don't think that's, that's valuable. Saying. That's sure. what I'm saying. Okay, but then I'm we're saying on the same he needs page. To split starts. I they, still they think they need that's to split a lot, starts. I, I think you're resting Demko, which is good for Demko. I think you can find him three to five more starts, and that that would be fine. Three to five more starts because you've seen enough in the two games thinking okay. The development's going well. Let's keep kind of doing this development. Let's not sure. force okay. a, like a, you know force him in here yet. I agree with you. Where are you getting three to five starts? Demko's on this trip. Demko's coming back. That's what I'm saying. You got a lot of home games rest to, to finish off the season here. You got some very weak teams coming in here. Like pick your spots with your AHL team being this close. There's going to be three week stretches where they're just down the road in Abbotsford. You're going to find some home games in that time. You're going to have to put Delia on waivers though is my point. Okay, well do it then. Or you can okay. roll with three goaltenders if you're doing a one day yeah, little you swap. Could. It's not yep. a. It's not going to be difficult. I don't think. Do we have Ian yet? Someone should text Ian. Uh, you probably should. I got yeah, my, my phone's going you down talk. there. I Go think ahead. we got Ian, Ian coming up here in a second. We may even have him on. If you got him, bring him on, Alex. I don't even know what's going on here. Look at that. He's probably been here for ten minutes. I've been messaging producer Alex for uh, you know minutes here. We sorry, Ian. How long have you been waiting? <laughs> I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, 
and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Enough to hear your <laughs> argument on minor league goaltending, which was a good discussion. I love to see the podcast. It's, it feels like this is a front row seat when you're actually on hold because mm. I can see my picture. I kind of feel like I'm invested in the conversation even though you didn't know i was there so <laughs> i thought you good were entertainment well ian how do you see it how do you see it playing out because we've given our opinion on it let's get the real reporter in here and tell us how this is actually going to play out here Ian, with the situation with archer Silovs. yeah well i actually asked rick talk at that this morning and he wasn't totally committal but you know their hope is still that thatcher demko who's on the trip did extra work today so he's He's very close to playing. Of course, we thought that last week. He still, we still haven't seen him on the bench for a game yet. Uh, but I think when he comes back, Delia will stay. Silovs will go back. Silovs will play a lot, just like he had before. I think when they brought uh, Archers up, the intention was partly to reward him uh, for what's been an extraordinary season for him, developmentally and, and result-wise. Result uh, partly to hope to get a save at the NHL level because they weren't getting enough from either Delia or Martin. But I think a huge part of it was to give Silovs, who's turned himself into a legit goaltending prospect for this organization, give him a chance to see what he's up against at the next level. Very similar to what they did with Thatcher Demko at the end of his last full year in the minors, where they gave him one game in garbage time at the end of the season just so he could see what he needed to do to get ready for the next level. I don't think their intention was to keep Silovs here and make him the starter. And the fact that Delia is going to play tonight after Silovs was so good on Saturday, there's been two days between games. I don't think Silovs is here to take over the workload. It's been a great experience for him. I think what they'd like to do is get Thatcher Demko back, have Delia as the backup, and see how that looks for a while. What have you thought of Archer Silovs through these two starts? Well, the, the first start, you know, he gives up five. I think it was on 29 shots, something like that. So initially you think, okay, maybe in a little over his head. Wasn't a great game. But when you went back and, and broke down the goals and there was a couple of uh, basically back post, either tap-ins or semi-open nets because the Canucks defended so poorly, and then a couple other goals that deflected in him off teammates, it really wasn't a bad game. He certainly wasn't responsible for that loss on Saturday, but it was really impressive that when he got a second chance, he just looked like a different goalie as well. He looked so composed. Uh, he looked very capable. Uh, he uh, obviously is calm and, and Fabes, I know that you cover uh, the minor league team as much as anybody. So it wouldn't be a surprise to you, but it was a surprise to me when Ryan Johnson told me the story of giving him the phone call that you're coming up and some guys just start screaming. They're so excited. And he said, Silos was like, 
okay, sounds good. Thanks. Because this is how he is. This is his personality. Uh, I was really happy that I talked to Phil DiGiuseppe about him on, on Saturday because DiGiuseppe, who, of course, knows him well uh, from their time in Abbotsford, said it's pretty amazing the development that he's seen in Silovs in the last 18 months from where he was when he first kind of got to the organization to where he is now. And he says the fact that he's only 21, he's done that, makes you wonder about how much farther he can go. So it's been very positive, everything positive about Silovs. And, and credit to him, you know, a six-round draft pick out of Latvia who got in one game, I think, his first pro season, his second pro season, he spent half of it in the ECHL. This is this is remarkable what he's been able to do. Okay, uh, Luke Shen, topic of the day. Uh, by the time our podcast listeners listen to this, uh, deal might already be done. Uh, I want to talk to you about Shen because you were writing a story, and I haven't talked to you off air about if you're going to have to rewrite it or what's going to happen. Um, but you talked to Luke Shen about you know all the trade speculation and all that. What did he have to say? Uh, well, I didn't talk to Luke Shen today. I, I have talked to him in in the past, well, several times about it. And, you know, he's he's made it very clear. This is, with Luke Shen, what you see is what you get. And you can see it on the ice with the way he plays, the passion he plays with, the, the, the heart he has as a player and what he does for teammates and his team. And he's pretty much the same way off off the ice. This is a guy that, you know, came to Vancouver hoping to finish his career here, even though it's a two-year deal. But he also understands uh, probably better than almost anybody on this team because of what he's been through, being dumped in the minors a couple of years ago by Anaheim and, and basically thinking that his career might be over. He understands this is very much a business and that if if the Canucks get a good offer and the fact that Shen reportedly will be sitting out tonight here in, in Nashville, they must be very close to deal. They're not just going to sit him out from now until the trade deadline. So they've got... The Canucks obviously have have something cooking. And Shen knows that the team where it is it, in its development, new management, it it probably has to look seriously at at whatever you know good deal they can make for him, whatever asset they can get. But it's not a trade that he's looking forward to. You know, he's won a couple of cups with Tampa. It's not like he doesn't have eight more fingers for more cup rings, but that's not that's not the singular driving force. He really does want to help this organization and he wants to be, wants to be here. And I have asked him about, you know, the old trade and resign, which everybody loves to float as a possibility. And he says himself, you know, when has it happened? It just doesn't happen very much, but I wouldn't say that it couldn't happen in this case if he, if he is traded because Luke Chan really does want to finish his career with the Canucks and be part of the solution. Yeah, absolutely. I, there's a question in here that I'd love to hear your answer to uh, from Tyler asking if Shen doesn't come back this all season and he is traded, what's been your favorite moment with him and just overall in general, Ian, like dealing with him as a person, we, we talk about it a lot that he's just tremendous for a locker room, but what is the team getting here with, with Luke Shen and what's been one of your favorite uh, you know memories of dealing with him? Well, my, my favorite thing about Luke Shen is just his redemption story. And when you cover him a bit and you talk to him a bit, you get to know that this is really a good guy. And so uh, that you're happy for his redemption, that he's not only got back out of the minors to continue his NHL career, but is now, is now you know, a, a valuable commodity as a depth defenseman, as the kind of guy that, that most teams would like. And, and that's a wonderful story. And, and even going back to, you know, 
that season when he came out of the minors, he got rescued by the Canucks and his his brother uh, Braden won the Stanley Cup. But he Luke Shen wouldn't touch the Stanley Cup. He drank out of it out of a straw when Braden Shen had his has Stanley had his day with the Stanley Cup because it, because Luke didn't want to jinx anything. And what happens? Gets signed by Tampa and wins two cups. So <laughs> big picture, big picture. He's an amazing story. But I do remember a couple little anecdotes from this season. I, I don't know which road game it was, but I saw him walking down the hallway and he had an ice pack on each knee and one ice pack on a arm. I forget which arm didn't have one. And I said something like, oh, you're missing one. And he says, yeah, I didn't play hard enough because when he plays hard enough, he's got ice packs everywhere. And the other thing, the the game and which game was it where he fought? It was against Seattle, the terrible game the Canucks had in Seattle. And he ended up fighting Alexiak. It was like 260 pounds. And that, that was a heavyweight bout. And Luke Shen, I think it was 2 nothing when Luke Shen did that. And, you know, he's sitting in the penalty box bleeding and he's hearing the goal horn go off. And so he's, he said to me, I guess it didn't work, you know, and just sort of a dead, deadpan humor of a guy who's been around. But that's, you know, that's what he's willing to do for his team to, to get bloodied and, and start a fight with the other team's heavyweight because, you know, that might have got the Canucks going that night. It didn't, but it's indicative that Luke Shannon is willing to do whatever he has to to help a team win, and that's why other teams have been calling the Canucks about him. So we'll wrap up on Elias Patterson here, Ian. Just how he's playing right now, seventh in the NHL for points, 71 points in 54 games, 27 of them goals, on pace right now for 100 points this season. How much better is he this year than any other year we've seen from Elias Patterson? Like, what is the actual level that he's stepped up to this season? Well, we kind of saw it in the second half of last season, at least offensively, but I think he's a more complete player this year. You know, I haven't written about it. I know he spent a lot of time on his strength and his posture and his stride just to be stronger on his skates. And, you know, that that helps in a variety uh, of reasons on, on the ice, but we've seen him be a better uh, defensive player than he was and yet still maintain scoring at an elite level. I think it's, if you go back 13 calendar months, so from the time he started to turn it around under Bruce Boudreaux last season after a terrible first half, mm-hmm. he's got like 120 points. Oh. He's got, uh, I believe more even strength, more five on five points than any forward in the league this season and has just turned into an elite player. And now what we've seen since Rick Tockett has taken over, he's really turning into more of a leader, more of, of uh, a vocal component to this team. He's such a quiet guy by nature. It doesn't come naturally to him, but he's willing to kind of get out of his comfort zone and take on that, that role as well. And to me, that's a fascinating development that that we're seeing and we get to continue to see between now and the end of the season. Cause this, like it's a fundamental change from what was here in the past. And that's not in any ways a knock against Bo Horvat, but when you trade your captain and you name as, as talk, it did a 24 year old and Pedersen, a 23 year old and Quinn Hughes as alternate captains and kind of anoint them and say that they're, they're ready as Patrick Alvin said, to lead this team, that's a seismic shift 
in where you're going as an organization. And he has taken that on and yet not shown any signs of it affecting what he's trying to do on the ice. So it's been an incredibly positive thing for the Canucks. Now all they have to do is re-sign him. <laughs> so, so everybody I'm sure is in the camp of he's a top 10 center in the NHL. Where are you at with the conversation of him being top five? Because we look at this, you know, the top of the leaderboard for points, and he's, he's there for centers. We see the, the defensive game improving. Where are you at with that conversation about him being a top five center in the league? Well, I think he might be a top 10 player in the league. And, and top five center, I'd, I'd actually have to go down and look at the list because I haven't looked at it that, mm-hmm. that way. I have looked at where, where he ranks. Certainly, he's a top 10 forward, and he may be a top 10 player, but there are some great great young defensemen. This is a golden age yeah. for defensemen in the league right now, all the young guys who are in the league. So when you add the, them in, the goaltending, interesting. The goaltending's not as dominant um, as it once was. You wouldn't see as many goaltenders, say, in the top 20 in the league. But Pedersen's an elite, elite player, and he's going to have to be paid that way on his, uh, on his next contract. If if it, the deal starts with a 10, you know, the, it might be, it might be lucky that it's only 10 and not 11 and not 12. That's the kind of player that he is. Ian, you're down there in Nashville. I'll be there for the draft. Do some scouting for me tonight, okay? Find me a spot that I can go to uh, when I'm down there. I've been coming to Nashville since the Predators were born, so I've already got a couple of spots I can tell you about. I was going to do this hit out outside to try to soak up <laughs> some of the Nashville atmosphere because where I'm staying – at near Third and Broadway, it, it's basically uh, country music row. And even at what time is it here? Three uh, thirty in the afternoon on a weekday, the bars have all got their sliding doors slash windows open, and there's country music spilling out from everywhere. But I did actually listen to it. I thought it might it might be a little too loud. So you've only got my hotel room. But Fabes, I'll I'll keep you well informed. I'll give you an, a full and thorough scouting report of where you need to be. Sounds good. Let's uh, let's do it at the rink so we can have it off the record. We don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good idea. Absolutely. Good idea. Ian, appreciate thanks, your time. Thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely. There he is. Ian McIntyre down in uh, in Nashville getting ready for the, uh, the Canucks and Preds tonight. All of our guests, as we mentioned, brought to you by the great folks over at Zephyr Epic. They've got a retail location in Surrey, but be sure to check them out one. online as Chris opens a pack live on the show. Uh, online at ZephyrEpic.com. Z-E-P-H-Y-R. Epic on all whoa <laughs> platforms. Uh, all platforms. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, what have you. Go check it out. It does not look like my co-host has pulled anything. Uh, he's pulling those cards. What's that shiny one you got in your hand there? Get your mic. I'm getting it. This is a, uh, so we I opened up the Metal Universe 2021-22. I got a pitter-patter card. A okay, pitter, fantastic. Pitter-patter from nice. Curtis McDermott. Little plaid. Uh, Quite the, the interesting card there for sure. Yes. Uh, okay. A lot of people here uh, in the chat, new listeners in the chat. I'm not sure if you've taken a look at Zephyr it. Zephyr Epic. Uh, I think Bagged Milk might have sent them from Oilers Nation. Uh, a lot of people speculating that Luke Chen is going to Calgary. Uh, obviously, nothing confirmed yet. Uh, we okay, have had let's, nothing. let's talk about it then. What's a good return here? No, well, hang on a second. Anything, any, like a second or third round pick is yeah. the return. This is the thought I had as we were talking and as my uncle was texting me. I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, but w- with the Calgary Flames, right? There's all this talk of Lucic. Could you get out of the Besser contract by taking back like Lucic in a third if you're giving up Shen and, Be- Shen and Besser? I don't know. I'm like, 
I'm just throwing it out we there. We would hear something about Besser. Same agent as uh Oh, that's a good Luke point. We that's would, a good we would point. know something's going on. That's a good point. But uh, Shen, Shen's, a, Shen's a different situation. Here's know, an situation. interesting one for you. Calgary, no third-round pick this year. Are you seeing a second? Or are you going to next year? What's, what are you working out here? Because I do think there's different value from a pick in this year's draft to a pick down the road. I mean, if you're going with next year's draft, you get higher value. So do you get a second next year? Is that something like that? That to me is like, great. Okay. You get a 2024 second. Great. That's fine with me. That is, that is a good return for him. If you get that, if it's a third or a fourth, it's like, okay, still for me, I'm still fine with that. You still have to, you still have to move on from the asset. Like you can't let the asset not, you know, yeah. Like if the extension wasn't going to make sense for you. And again, uh, the Canucks might re-sign him in the offseason. That's still a possibility. Is mm-hmm. agent throughout there. Uh, IMAC obviously talked a bit about that. Our thanks again to Ian McIntyre for joining yep. us. Um, but, I don't know. Like, I think you have to get out of it. It's similar to Mott. Like, we were hoping for a second for Mott, and we ended up seeing the Canucks trade him for a fourth-round pick to the Rangers. Oilers folks are in here. They're saying uh, Poyarvi in a second. Sign me up, man. Oh, Yeah. I mean that would be and that's a that's a team that hasn't really been talked about a lot with Luke Shen being a destination here. I've heard the Oilers Nation folks, they're talking about it. Right? Like Luke Shen would be an option for them. Oh, here we go. Yeah, the Oilers Nation top. Now, we we're talking about Calgary and maybe that's why he's flying back. It's for trade reasons as Rick Dollywell said. Is it because he's driving with his pregnant wife? Could be. I mean, he could drive could to be. Edmonton. You could drive to Calgary. Edmonton's right there too. 20 hours here from right here in Vancouver. 20-hour drive quads. You ever done it? Nope. Never done it. I drove to Grand Prairie from uh, from Nanaimo. Okay. 26 hours probably. Okay. Um. So we're not quite sure just yet. Uh, we do know it's trade-related. People in the chat are asking if it's confirmed. Canucks, of course, didn't confirm that it's uh, for trade-related reasons. They tweeted out after every reporter's picked up on it uh, that, yeah, he's out of the lineup tonight. But, of course... They didn't say it was for trade-related reasons, despite you know Arizona doing it with Jacob Chikrin, uh, Columbus doing it with Vladislav Gavrikov as well. Those guys are indefinite, too. Like The teams came out and said, yep. those guys are scratched indefinitely. Canucks just saying that he's out. Um, not saying it's for not, trade-related no reasons, but there. we are telling you it is for trade-related reasons. Dollywell confirmed it. It's it. People know it now, we've yep. been told. Yep. Active people in the chat here, they're looking for the deal. Don't want Lucic, uh, Lisa says. So yeah, that would be interesting to see how the money might work on that situation. But uh, let's let's wrap it up. We got some odds and ends here to kind of get to, as well as uh, our betway as well later on here in the show. Um, so we'll we'll keep an eye on it. And like you said, people listening to the podcast, we apologize. This is this is a difficult one to deal with, especially with the trade you know potentially happening at any minute. Would be great if it happened for us live here on the show. Uh, but for now, uh, hopefully people enjoy the podcast. I got some good stuff for the podcast here coming up here. Uh, let's get to the odds and ends. I want to start with Atu Ratu. Okay. Difficult start for him in Abbotsford. No lie, right? We've seen that so far. Only one assist so far through his eight games. He's it, It's a difficult spot. Listen, 20-year-old kid, just came over here to North America this year to start the season. Played pretty well with Bridgeport. Wasn't you know tearing up the AHL, but he was playing well. A lot better than I think he's been so far in Abbotsford. He, he's going through an adjustment period. This is, this is going to be tough for him coming to a new organization. Listen, there's no, more, there's no other Finnish folk here down there in Abbotsford. There's not really someone he can kind of bond with right off the bat. Nobody he knows in the organization. He's just come here, and they haven't had a lot of practice time out there. Okay, He, he was very highly praising the Sedins, and he's had, he had one practice with the Sedins up to this point. He's playing games. They're on the road. Like There's a lot going on for this kid. So the one point in eight games, I'm not too worried about it. And he, he was honest. We have the audio. We'll play it here in just a second. Uh, the audio of Atu Ratu talking about 
I've been playing. I've been playing horrible is what he said. We'll hear it from him. And, and I tell you, this situation, you can hear it in his voice. It's hitting them. So here's Atu Ratu uh, talking about his first eight games in uh, Abbotsford so far. Well, not great so far. I've been playing horrible. But, uh, yeah, it's going to it's gonna hope it, it gets better. I mean, I'm, I know I'm, I'm trying my best every game and trying to work hard, but I don't know. Is it about... Tough, like adjusting to New City, and just kind of like a whirlwind. It's it's sure it's gonna be tough, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like he you didn't, can hear it in his voice, man. I said again, again, but yeah, he didn't want to talk about it. Like, and and no I excuses at, at least. No he didn't excuses, want to give excuses. No excuses, but it is really tough to go to a new city like this. Oh, and again, time. darn it. Seriously though, <laughs> we've seen players in the past, right? Like their living situations aren't fantastic. A lot of times, especially when they come to a new organization. 20-year-old uh, kid just got Seelovs, here to North America. Seelovs was living, uh, I think, in the Best Western or I don't know where. He was at he was uh, in a Castle hotel. Fun Park. Yeah, he was at Castle Fun Park. That's right. Carol Plastic. That's right. And uh, and then it flooded while they were there. It did. Well, well that's a bad, really bad living situation. That's but what I'm saying. In all seriousness, like... We've heard these guys and Seelov's especially like Seelov's wife was still in uh still in Latvia. He didn't come out. Um he was he was alone and he you know they asked him at Christmas time what's your favorite movie? He said I like watching Home Alone cuz it reminds me of how I'm alone. Oh. Like that was what he said. I hate you. Hit you right in the feels, didn't it? <laughs> I I was I, I was like do you want me to come over? We could play video games. All right, in all seriousness. Moving on here. Yeah. Here's the thing with Ratu. They got him in a good spot, okay? It's just going to take some time, I think. And, and listen, Canucks fans get so lucky, I think, with all of these young players coming right in and having immediate success. That that happens a lot in today's day and age of the NHL. Like These young players are extremely prepared for what they're getting to at the next level. They spend all their time for this, right? And I'm not saying Ratu doesn't. It's just sometimes there's a little bit of a difficult period. And it feels like that's what he's going with out there right now. And uh, they have all the pieces in place. It's just I don't think those pieces have been accessed yet right like he hasn't spent a lot of time with the coaching staff in practice he hasn't been able to spend a lot of time with the Sedins during a practice they're going to get to work on this kid okay that that quote from him yesterday I hope the organization is looking at that and saying okay we got to we got to step up here right like we got to step up for this kid get him going give him the support he needs he's a 20 year old he's been in North America for what six months right after living his whole life in Finland like get this kid some support out there and uh, I think that it's on the organization now to step in and, and do something. You know, and I'm not saying they're not doing a great job. It's been a difficult spot with the team on the road, not again time. But when you hear this, like, you know, this is where you step up. This is where the development. It, it's not all about hockey, right? With the with the development team, this is why Curtis Sanford was so good. You were, like, how often did you hear from Archer Silas, Mikey DiPietro talking about Curtis Sanford being so good for the development of those goalies with how he was uh, with the away from hockey stuff. DiPietro talked about that all the time. Yep. How just like bouncing things, you know, that that's that you might be struggling with mentally, being able to bounce that off of Sanford. They they got a good thing. Uh, he's Toronto's guy now. Toronto's a goalie coach, NHL goalie coach. Yeah, yep. and I mean he's you know that's the type of example. I'm wondering how you know the Sedins step in here to help Ratu. Like Ratu said, he was very excited to learn from these guys. Right? He wanted to you know because he kind of joked like they were slow, he's slow. Like they would be able to work the give and go thing and and be able to get there. So we'll see what happens. Um, Corey says he hasn't exactly gotten a lot of time with good players this year either. I think you're talking about Ratu, and you're right. I like the line that he was on last day, uh, yesterday. He was with uh, with Niels Huglander on his left wing, Will Lockwood on his right wing. He's so not talking about that. Here. The chat is arguing about Besser. Uh, we've got some oily boys uh, okay. in the chat. Uh, okay, 
Anyways, any other odds and ends here? Elise Patterson, 300th NHL game tonight. Good stuff. Here's the other one. Danila Klimovic. I said it last week. They got to they gotta get into this kid's head again. Yeah, another little, uh, you know, emotions getting the best of him in the last game again. Takes a cross-checking penalty. He's got seven minor penalties in his last seven games. Ooh, that's you you got to clean that up. You're Those not Tyler Myers. You're numbers. going to be back. You know he might be back on the healthy scratch market here pretty soon. Don't be surprised when you see a tweet from me pretty soon here this week. Healthy scratch for Daniel Klimovic would not surprise me. He's he's got to get that out of his game. You can't be taking a minor penalty every game for for you know letting the emotions get the best of you. It's when he is in, like emotionally engaged and it's in the right time. Man, it really helps him. But it uh, it can hurt him as well. And I think that's what we've seen a little bit here. It's just when a player pushes him, he doesn't. He doesn't he just accept it, right? Which is a good thing to a certain degree. He's just got to learn how to maybe get away with it. But like his, it was cross checks, his slashes. They're yeah. blatant, man. They're getting called for minor penalties, and it's like if you can do it the right way, heck, like, like think about how Connor Garland is, right? Yeah, you know, listen, he doesn't throw huge hits or get involved that much, but watch how much he smashes. Like, just gives the right stick poke yeah. in the right areas. Like, if Klimovich can get that going, then he can still use the physical side, but make it like a, Connor you know, Garland. Legal hit. Connor Garland is Daniel Klimovich's worst nightmare. Bingo. Like they, playing, would hit, oh, they would They would not get they would not like, get along. Like, here's, here's my thought, Here's my thought. Sergey Gonchar. Send him out to Abbotsford for a little bit. I like get it. him Get him in there. He's on the bench, though. Sure. No, but he's not on the bench every game for the for the eh, Canucks, right? True. And he's not on the ice for every practice. Hey, send Sergey Gonchar out there for Klimovich. Just let him spend a little time. Just do some talking. Figure things out. I like that. Okay. Okay. Uh, Betway, quickly. Let's go. Yeah. Betway, Betway, Betway. We got uh, Canucks and Preds tonight. We got some bets for this one. Either or are our go-tos, and that's what we're rocking with tonight. JT Miller or Andre Kuzmenko to score a goal in tonight's game, minus 150. $10 bet, that's going to return you? 1666. $16.66. I know i got to get those out of here. You said the Mark of the Beast. No, I didn't tell you Mark that. of the Beast. I don't know where you got that from. Something like that. Uh, so JT Miller or Andre Kuzmenko to score a goal, either or in this spot, minus 150. $10 bet, that's going to return you? 180. Oh no, 1666. Oh, sorry. I thought, yeah, I thought you were going 16, to the next one. 16, Hurry up. 66. Let's go. And then the big one. I tell you what, though. $10 bet quads is going to return you 180 if this one hits. How good does this, how possible does this sound? Quads. Canucks to win over 6.5 total goals between the two teams and Elias Pettersson to score two or more goals. Could happen. $10 bet, 180. What do you do with that 180? Well, if you're Raj Nuck, you're going to Montana's, and you can have a couple of nights, a few nights at Montana's probably at that point. Chasing the juice. Yeah, bet it. Does okay. it I tell you what, though? Plus 1,700. I like the odds on, like, this is a thing that could very much happen. Pedersen's been good, man. All right, uh, 19 plus. And this plus. national team not playing great hockey of late. Two and four in their last six. They are out of a playoff spot. What's happening? 19 plus play. If you choose Figure to play, it out. please play responsibly. Canucks we got to get out of here. Either, though. We got to get out of here. I don't have to mute your mic, Chris. Uh, no, but today. we'll wrap it up there. For my co host, Chris Faber, and our technical producer, Alex Lard, our thanks again to Ian McIntyre of Sportsnet for joining us. Oh. My name is David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Yeah, Ian, find me a spot in Nashville. Let's go. Where are we going? Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.